Hello, I'm Pastor Paul, an associate pastor at Living Word, and this is our podcast. I want to say thank you for joining us today. I know this message will minister to your spirit and it will build your faith. I know God will move in your life because you are a doer of the word. Enjoy today's message. But uh, we're talking about strengthening tonight. I don't know about you. I, uh, I just believe that all this stuff that's been happening with the world, all that's been going on, all the muck and the mire that the world seems to be caught up in, I just believe that God has the right thing for his people. Amen? I believe that God has the right mix for his people. He has the tools that we need, the tools to accomplish what we need to do for him. Now, we've been talking a lot. We've been driving the point home a lot that we are called to take Jesus out and bring people in, right? We ain't going to escape that. You can go to any church in the world and you aren't going to escape the Great Commission. That's our assignment, right? We're supposed to do that. And I believe that tonight is going to be paired along with that where, you know, I'm, I'm trying something new. I'm not using my iPad. I'm trying to do paper notes, one page, size 14 font, just like Pastor Doug. So we might get done early. And you know what? I don't care because I believe I have the word of the Lord for tonight. Amen. I believe that we're going to receive a strengthening. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Already are. That's exactly right. See, we've been going through all this stuff with the, the climate of this world, the political climate, the spiritual climate, just the ugh feeling. You know what I mean? And I'm a big believer that God is here to give us, to deliver to us, to impart into us the strength we need. The strengthening. Give us the tool for the job. For those of you who were here a few Wednesdays ago, I talked about, you know, my, uh, my little project at home and I showed you that tiny little wrench, right? I was, uh, when Rihanna and I first were, uh, were getting married, the summer of our wedding, we were in the thick of wedding planning. All you married people know, uh, know all about that, right? The thick of it all. And uh, Rihanna and I were real blessed. We were able to do a lot of stuff for our wedding. We were able to have a great big wedding for a real little budget, and it worked out really, really well. But throughout that summer, Rihanna and I wanted to earn a little bit of extra cash to help with that wedding, and uh, we ended up walking beans for Mr. Ed Kendrick back there in the back. And uh, for those of you who have walked beans, you already know, you know? You get, you get up in the morning at the crack of dawn, and... You know, you take that first step into the bean field and it's soaking wet. Beans grow a lot taller now than they did when I was a kid. It's up to here. Your jeans are soaked. You know how it goes. And I remember, uh, you know, we started to, to walk these fields to, uh, like I said, help pay for a little bit of this wedding. And uh, we started off, I saw hanging up, it looks like a little sickle in, uh, in their equipment shop there. And it's uh, like a weed hook, you know, you grab the weed hook and you pull it against the weed, and it's supposed to cut it. But uh, good old Jonathan Kendrick, right, good friend of mine, we all know Jonathan, he was kind of our foreman, he was the guy who kind of led us and took us to where the fields we were that we were supposed to go, Rihanna and I, yes, Rihanna walked beans. And I really wanted to use this weed hook, you know, because it looked cool, right? You get up there with the corn and But I tried it, Jonathan said, nah, you're not going to want to use that. You're going to want to use this. And he gave me this great big garden hoe with a nice sharp edge on it. So I could just take that hoe, swing it over my shoulder, and cut that right out of the ground. Now, that all that is is just a simple word picture for the right tools, right? 
I'm believing that God tonight, if there is a, a way we thought of doing something, a way that we thought was best, I'm believing that God either confirms that way or gives us the new way, right? He gives us some direction. He gives us the strengthening. Now, we're going to get into Ephesians chapter 3, and that's pretty much where I'm going to remain most of the night. So y'all can turn into your Bibles, and it's really quiet in here. The lights heat up the sanctuary, so the furnace doesn't even need to run. It's like a pin dropping. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. Talking about a season of strengthening tonight. Talking about how God wants to strengthen His people. Amen? Chapter 3, verse 13. This is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. He says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Now, uh, this is uh, the Apostle Paul, like we mentioned. He's writing to the church at Ephesus. And at this point in time, I was doing a little bit of research. You know, the, the, the church at Ephesus was about 10 years old, about a decade old, give or take, during this time. And uh, so they were a well-established church. They had their own problems of their own. I'm not necessarily drawing a, a parallel between Ephesus and Living Word, but I am drawing a parallel to the time, Right? to the, uh, the, the time frame that was going on in the plan of God. You know, the scripture says in Isaiah that uh, God calls the, uh, uh, the, how's it go, the former things of old. He, he calls the end from the beginning. We'll say it that way. So if we want to understand where we are in this kind of end time, so to speak, we can look to the beginning of the church to have a good idea of how it will be in the end, Right? And Paul said to the church at Ephesus, he said, Wherefore I desire that you faint not, or that you don't worry about the tribulations that are going through. And we can see here as we move on, uh, I said that he calls the end from the beginning. I talked about, we said, uh, Jesus grants us strength to face the day. Right? Verse 14, continuing on, Paul says, For this cause, right, the cause of the church was panicking, they're freaking out, wondering what's going on with Paul. We're going to lose the guy who started this church. And Paul is saying, don't worry about it. But because of the worry, because of the issue, because of the trouble, because of the uh, torment that maybe the church was under or the fear that the church was under, what was Paul's response? For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. In other words, everyone in heaven and all who are called to be in heaven are named after Jesus. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, I like the uh, New Living Translation. When I was living in Tulsa, I used to work for Audi. I worked for the, as a lot of people say Audi, I know, but I, I say this before and I'll say it again. It's pronounced Audi. So it's like a belly button. Some people got an any, other people got an Audi. You know what I mean? And uh, I just started a new job there, a new position. It was a lot of, it was a great job. But, uh, you know, I was, I was struggling with some things and I had this verse written on a notepad stuck to my computer, and that is chapter, or verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 16. And I like the New Living Translation where it says, I pray that from His, God's glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Amen? It says, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you 
with inner strength through his spirit. Now, I believe something, that the inner strength that he's talking about covers all three realms for us, spirit, soul, and body. I believe that God has an unlimited resource of healing for our bodies. Amen? You believe that tonight? I believe that God wants to strengthen our bodies tonight. I believe that God wants to strengthen our souls. You know, I've had a conversation with pastor, and uh, there's, there's this overwhelming, we'll call it a fact, because we'll, well, I don't know. There's this issue when it comes to emotional well-being, to mental health, I, I told Pastor that my generation, the, the generation that I'm in and under, the biggest issue, the biggest pandemic, the biggest problem that we will deal with is people who struggle with the low mental health. Right? There's no shame if you're struggling with anxiety or depression. I've struggled with those things my own self. But I'm here to tell you tonight that we have a God who has a glorious, unlimited resource. Amen? That we have a God who gives us strength. Because I don't know about you, I believe that it is a season of strengthening that we are entering into. Amen? I see Emery out here pointing at everyone. It's just, he's just so cute. I can't help it but just uh, call her out here. So I see you. this whole crowd. I don't know why. Whenever we teach or preach, we always seem to kind of stay on this side. It's nothing against this side, but I just I watch everyone's head go right to Emery. You know, it's all good. But we're talking about a God who has a glorious unlimited resource and he will empower us with inner strength. And I believe that covers our body, that covers our mind, that covers this pandemic of low mental health, of terrible mental health. I believe that Jesus is the answer to that. Amen. And I believe that he also wants to empower us spiritually. Now we're going to get into what that entails spiritually here, but I love that. I pray that from his glorious Unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now, I believe that Jesus is imparting strength to us to run our race. Amen? God is the God who is always on time. Might not be our time, but it's his time. Amen? And uh, just for giggles, I put in my notes, Psalm 31. You don't have to turn there. Stay in Ephesians 3. But just uh, as an example in the Old Testament... It says, be of, good, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. All you that hope in the Lord. Now, uh, I want to just ask you the question, what's in your heart tonight that may need some strengthening? We all got something. I don't say that to uh, bring us down. I don't say that to uh, cause a, a lull to come over the congregation. I say that to point out that Jesus wants to touch that tonight. Jesus wants to deal with that tonight. What's in your heart that is in need of some courage? What's in your heart that's in need of some strength? All you that hope in the Lord. He puts a, uh, a clause in there. Doesn't say uh, be, of good care, be, of, uh, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Everybody, he says, all you that hope or have a confident expectation in the Lord. Now, faith in Jesus keeps us grounded in his love. We're going to keep going in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, 
that you being rooted and grounded in love. I want to stop right there. Saying that uh, faith in Jesus keeps us grounded in his love. Now, I love what this says here, that Christ may dwell in our hearts. What that means is to house permanently. So we can see here that God is, uh, in this passage of Scripture, we can see that, first of all, God wants to strengthen us, right? We see the progression. Paul noticed the issue at the church of Ephesus. He noticed the, the problems that were going on, that they were freaking out, thinking that the, you know, whatever was happening to Apostle Paul with all these issues that were happening during that day, during that political climate, during that whatever, and they were freaking out. And Paul said, for this cause, I bow my knee. God, strengthen them. Number two, God, dwell in them. <laughs> Everybody's walking up here. God wants to dwell in our hearts permanently. Now, I believe that if you're saved, and I believe everyone here is, if you're not, you can come talk to me afterwards. We'll get you saved. It's a piece of cake. It's the easiest thing in the world to get someone saved. It's the easiest thing in the world to uh, believe on Jesus as your Savior. <laughs> but... Uh, I believe that when Jesus comes to live in our hearts, he stays there permanently, right? Sometimes we can uh, maybe hinder that connection from uh, our spirit to his spirit, right? Or maybe from our spirit to our mind. And I believe that Jesus wants to uh, kind of unbreak that connection tonight. If we haven't, maybe, maybe you haven't been hearing from the Lord the way you used to be. Maybe that's in your heart for some strengthening, right? Be of good courage, amen? In your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. So we see that God wants to strengthen us. We see that he wants to abide in us, and then we see that he wants to ground us. To ground us. See, I talked about how there's this issue, there's this other pandemic of mental health, and it doesn't just start and stop with my generation. It's before and it's after. No matter the age, there's issues. And I believe that God is a God of grounding God is a God of foundation. Amen? We can be grounded in him. You know, I, we live in an old house. Half the house has a new foundation, and honestly, it's probably the worst part of the house, right? The old school slab foundation that was built pre-1900s, you know, just before the turn of the century. Solid. It's in place. It's firm. It's a solid foundation. Then the other half of the house that was done with just blocks, it wasn't built on a firm uh, base, right? It wasn't built out of firm soil. I believe that God is a God of a firm foundation. Amen? Let's keep going here. I told you it's going to be quick tonight, but it's good because I believe that we're uh, going to be strengthened. <laughs> now understand that Jesus Christ the anointed wants to live big in us permanently. Now understand when the scripture talks about how Christ will dwell in our hearts, that word Christ is anointed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I Emery's my kid. If I hear if it's, if we're in a if we're in a, a, a you know a department store and I hear her across the store, you know, it's like it's like, you know, radar, you know. So I gotta kinda catch my uh, catch my breath when I hear her crying, you know what I mean? 
But we're talking about how God wants to strengthen us, right? We're talking about how God wants to secure us, to ground us, to uh, uh, cause us to be strong. Amen? And the scripture says that Christ Jesus dwells in our hearts permanently when we believe on him, when he's our Savior, when he's our Lord. And understand that that Christ means the anointed Jesus. Pastor Doug talked on Sunday about how sometimes we put on different yokes, yokes of this world, yokes of burden, yokes of bondage, yokes of, I don't know, whatever you put in here, right? But Jesus has a yoke of his own that's easy and the burden that's light. Amen. The scripture says in Isaiah that it is the anointing that breaks all the other yokes. Amen. So recognize something that if you believe in Jesus, you have the anointed one inside of you. You have the yoke breaking power, the yoke breaking authority within you. And that anointed Christ Jesus is the one who strengthens us, who secures us, who gives us a firm foundation. Amen? Still in Ephesians chapter 3 here. Probably got 10 more minutes. Faith and love brings comprehension. So we talked about how God grants strength to face the day. We talked about how faith in Jesus Christ keeps us grounded in his love. And we're talking about how faith and love will bring forth comprehension. Now, what does that mean? Let's read here. Verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Understand that Jesus wants to give us understanding of him, and his love for us is beyond human knowledge. I wrote down in my pencil notes here, to have a mere knowledge of Christ Jesus is not to have experienced him. We can know about Jesus or we can experience him, right? I can tell you what it's like to uh, ride the Superman roller coaster. I've got experience of it, but until you uh, do it your own self, you just have knowledge of it, Right? I'm believing that Jesus wants to strengthen us. I believe that Jesus wants to secure us. I believe that Jesus wants us to experience him. No other religion, no other God, I've said this before, can offer what Jesus can. No other religion, no other God offers what we have to offer to other people. This precious, precious gift. And what I'm aware of is... Uh, because of everything that's been happening, this season that we've been in, this battle, so to speak, this give and take with the world and this pressures, I'm aware that we're in need of some strengthening. I don't know about you, but I am. And I believe that Jesus strengthens us. Amen. These are basic scriptures. These are when you go to Bible school, this is one of the first things you start to read about is in Ephesians, the Ephesian prayers, the Colossian prayers, and then and so forth. But it's so good and so important for today. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of a, 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 hot, a hot word, but it's relevant for the day that we're living in. And I don't have to change the scripture to make it relevant, you know? So we're talking about how Jesus wants to give us understanding of him and his love for us. And that understanding is beyond our mere human knowledge. I want to read this in the Amplified, verse 18. That you may come to know practically through personal experience 
The love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God. So that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Completely filled and flooded with God himself. Recognize that this is available to us. This is available anytime. Anytime. The richest experience. It's pretty remarkable. I like to, to think of it this way. The God who created the heavens and the earth, the one who exists outside of our four walls, so to speak, who exists outside of our uh, laws of physics, who exists outside of our very universe, who formed us. His desire is that we have a rich experience with him. It's wonderful. No other God has what to offer what our God does. The one true God, amen? amen? The richest experience of God's presence in your lives, filled and flooded with God himself. Now, Jesus wants to build our life. We talked about how Jesus grants strength to face the day, to face the time that we're living in for this moment, for such a time as this that we all quote out of Esther. We talked about how faith in Jesus keeps us grounded in his love and how faith in love towards Jesus, faith in Jesus, will bring about a personal, practical experience with him. And also we want to talk about how Jesus wants to build our life. Verse 20 We'll begin to wrap up here. I told you it was going to be short and sweet, but I believe it's important for the night. Verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. So we can see here that God wants to, there's a progression, right? The big thing that I want to draw your attention to tonight is the progression in the scripture. When we are faced with a situation, when we're faced in this uh, pressure from this world or for whatever's going on, whether it be in your personal body, whether it be in your mind, whether it be a spiritual issue, recognize that first of all, God wants to strengthen us. Amen? Second of all, God wants us to be grounded in him. He wants to ground us, to bring us into his way of thinking, into his way of doing things. He strengthens us. He grounds us. He abides in us. He secures us. He lets us experience him personally, practically through personal experience. And lastly, he goes beyond our very expectation, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen? I told you it was going to be quick, but I want to pray as we close here, and I, I want to encourage you to, to pray after me if you would. I don't always do things like this, but I feel like it's important for tonight. So if you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, asking and believing for strength. Father, we receive strength tonight. We receive your grounding tonight. We receive your security tonight. 
Father, we give ourselves <laughs> more to you. And we say, Father, every day, we'll give more of ourselves to you. Jesus, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, everyone, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Like I said, it's a, it's a quick word, but it's an important word because I believe that there's a strengthening that is meant to happen in the body. I believe that Jesus has the right tool for the trade for us. Amen? Amen? Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that ministry at Living Word Church is possible. You can get more information on our website at go2lwc.org. You can also give online as well. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can take a screenshot and post it to your social stories. You know what? You can even share it in person with someone who needs encouragement from God's word today. Thanks again for listening. And as always, you're welcome to join us in person where we will worship together and God will minister directly to you. Be blessed this week and be a doer of his word.